This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. From the scene of the Uvalde Memorial Service, America continues to reel from yet another devastating school shooting. 19 children aged 7 to 11 years old and two adults are dead. This is the 20th US school shooting this year and the deadliest attack since Sandy Hook in 2012. May you comfort them, Father, as they mourn, as they try to gather their thoughts and gather themselves. May you make yourself present in their life. As a community mourns, investigators are trying to piece together events at Robb Elementary School after the gun rampage by 18-year-old Salvador Ramos. Here in the United Kingdom, it was two gun massacres in Hungerford in 1987 and Dunblane in 1996 that sparked serious reform to our own gun laws. But still, such devastating events keep happening here, including last year in Plymouth and in Cumbria in 2010. The UK's gun control network successfully campaigned for banning handguns in 1997. Jill Marshall Andrews chairs the network and joins me on the line for from Richmond. Jill, what's your view on why the US authorities can't get to grips with gun violence? It needs a huge campaign on the scale of Me Too, Black Lives Matter. It's got to be enormous and it's got to be right across the country and it's got to make politicians worried about their re-election because otherwise they're not going to do anything and they're going to block the legislation if any is put before Congress or the Senate. And what intel can you share from your own campaigns that could help US anti-gun violence advocates? It's a bigger problem in the US people have become inured to the fact that I think last year there were 213 mass shootings. In this country, it was rare and it was shocking. And the press was uniformly uh, behind us. They ran campaigns for a ban on handguns. They, we had public relations companies, Saatchi and Saatchi, doing posters, billboards for us. But as I say, it was a tide of uh, revulsion against what had happened. And I think what's happening in America is that people are blunted, you know, because it happens so often. The revulsion is, if it's there, it doesn't last for very long and you carry on and hope it doesn't happen again. It's not impossible for the states to make incremental changes. But I'm reminded of what the tobacco battle was, and that was eventually won in the courts. And I think campaigners have tried to take the weapons manufacturers to court. But I think given the state of the Supreme Court now, it would be unlikely to bear any fruit. As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? 
when in God's name we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done, it's time for those who obstruct or delay or block the common sense gun laws. We need to let you know that we will not forget. How do you go about convincing U.S. gun owners as the right to bear arms is enshrined in their constitution? I think that you need to plug away at the idea that you are not safer with a gun. You are far less safe in your household. Your your family is less safe if you have a gun than if you don't. Because if you've got a gun, people know you've got a gun and people you know have access to the gun. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's fairly obvious, but it, it's borne out by statistics. But the statistics don't seem to get through to people. They don't believe it. And just like Wayne LaPierre says, it, gun control doesn't work. It plainly does work. And it, you are plainly less safe if you have a gun and if you don't have a gun, it doesn't make you safe. But there isn't a sort of uniform mantra attached to the campaign. What would you want to happen is the question that we would ask campaigners in the States. I mean, we had a very clear goal. We wanted a ban on the civilian ownership and use of handguns. So they disappeared from the country. Now, that is a too big an ask in America. That wouldn't happen straight, certainly not straight away. But to identify something ambitious but achievable that you think most people in the country would support, get the media behind you, get the politicians frightened of their seats, and just keep at it. I mean, it's, it's, people have short memories. That's the problem. Let's go to the ads. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Jill, how did the Gun Control Network work with local campaigners after Dunblane? As most people in this country now are aware of the tragic shooting we had in 1996 in Dunblane, where 16 children and their teacher were murdered. And as a result of that, I and one of the fathers of one of the children, Mick North, father of Sophie North, started up the Gun Control Network with an academic, um, Ian Taylor, and a father 
of one of the victims from Hungerford. So there were four of us who started up the gun control network uh, back in 1996. And our goal was a ban on handguns because the perpetrator in Dunblane had used handguns and he had a small arsenal of them. So we started then and we had a huge amount of public support and support from the media. There was a tide of public opinion against the handgun. And this resulted in a complete ban on handguns was passed by the incoming Labour government in November 1997. So from that point on, um, handguns have been banned in the UK. How did you build support? It was clear to us when we started the gun control network that we needed to act quickly. And we worked with the Snowdrop campaign, which was a very, very strong campaign run by some of the families of Dunblane up in Scotland. And they presented a huge petition in favour of a ban on handguns. And we worked with them and carried on after they'd handed their petition in. And coming to current domestic gun ownership laws, what's your view? There are still challenges and they are very aware of the, uh, of the, of certainly of the, the 3D uh, issue. Um, 3D printing. Um, they're very aware of the conversion of the starter pistols and weapons like that. And they're very aware of the fact that Ukraine is being flooded with small arms. And when well, we presume the, the, uh, the war will end, what's going to happen to those weapons? And so they at least here are very worried about the fact that we may see more weapons coming into this country illegally, having been sold by Ukrainians who have acquired them and sell them to criminal gangs who bring them into this country. So, you know, I think that it's not the case that we don't have any problems, but it is the case that we don't have a very big gun murder rate. Murders are by and large committed by people who have legal guns and they're committed with legal guns. And that's uncomfortable for people in this country, for the shooting lobby in this country. And we are, I mean, Plymouth, which was our most recent mass shooting back in August, which was another upheaval for us all in this country and a big challenge to our licensing system. And it's very clear to us, we've been campaigning for a long time to put more money into our licensing system because at the moment it's far too cheap and easy to get a gun licence. Finally, you're still campaigning for legal reforms here. Do you feel the government is taking the issue seriously and what more would you like to see being done? Well, this government has not reacted well to our demands for changes in the licensing system. They now appear to be talking about increasing the length of time that a gun license lasts. The moment it lasts five years, you pay £80 for a five-year license. That's £16 a year for as many shotguns as you like. And what they're now thinking of is increasing that length of time from five years to 10 years, which just seems to be completely bizarre, mad. So I really don't know what the government is thinking about. As a response to a mass shooting, it seems completely inappropriate. What we want to see is a tighter timescale. We want to see licenses renewed every two or possibly three years. 
We want to see people in the household asked for their view about whether somebody should have a gun or not. So when an applicant is applying for a license, we think that other people in the household should be asked, is this okay with you? It happens in Canada and various other countries, but not here. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co. UK. That's the leader. We're back on Friday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.